Hey folks, welcome in to Pro Football Ireland on this Monday morning after a London game uh, presented by 888 Sport, the official betting partner of the NFL. Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined in a taxi going from Tottenham to Stansted Airport with my man from Kerry, Connell Diggin. Connell, uh, first off, I, I would say Kajay, but apparently I'm saying that wrong. Yeah, it's Konosatatu, or, you know, uh, Anwil Tu, or not Anwil Tuguma, I don't know. I'm too tired, to be honest, to, to speak any 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 other languages. Um, but that was a very good game, even though it was 7-11 to 11 for until, like, halfway through the fourth quarter. We still managed to somehow enjoy the game, even though it was 7-11. to 11. And I think like if you were neutral watching that game and you were there, you probably had an amazing time. If you were watching it at home, I don't know what the experience was like, but the atmosphere in the stadium was like we were in Buffalo, basically. Yeah, very, very hard to sort of explain to people that weren't there. Because, I mean, I, we sort of seen, we seen a bit of it on the TV towards the end of the half. Uh, and it, it sounded fantastic. I guess, first off, for people that have been living in a hole over the last 24 hours, Jaguars get the win, 25 to 20 over the Bills in Tottenham. And um, you know, props to the taxi driver as well for getting us home here. Appreciate it. Um, it's you, know, you sort of mentioned it there, Connell, before we talk about the actual game. It was it was a little bit like I mean maybe this is wrong and it's not it's not meant to be negative in any way, but it was a little bit like a college game in Dublin. Like for me, like atmosphere, there was a lot of Americans. I find. Um, you know, a few people asked, I think it was Stefan Diggs and Sean McDermott after the game about the way that the fans travel and, and you know, their first reaction was, well, Bill's Mafia travels. They certainly travel this week because the atmosphere was just unreal. The, the only thing they really missed was the separate player introductions. That would have made it even better, man. Yeah, because uh, who was it? Josh Allen came out. And I saw him come out and I saw like the crowd give him a big roar and you were like, just wait till he comes out. And he's come out. He's come out already. And he was like, what? You were like, what? You look up at the screen. He's throwing the football. You're like, oh my God, he has come out. But they were talking about the fans. And I think what makes it even more interesting saying the fans travel is that's only the second time they've played in London. Or maybe the third time. I think they said something about 1990 now. But I think that might have been just a, a preseason game type thing. But they, this was only the second time they've played, at least in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. And they're actually 0-2 now there. So maybe they won't want to be coming back to London. Maybe they want to go somewhere else. Cough, cough, uh, come to Dublin, maybe. Uh, Sean, Sean McDermott. Uh, but it was it was amazing. Like, it, we were basically in Buffalo. The amount of fans, like, I was talking to, talked to someone from Jacksonville, talked to someone from Buffalo. Like, there's plenty of people coming just to watch an NFL game, like... Shout out to the fire engine, who I think is behind us, I don't even know. Is it a fire engine or an ambulance call? Well, hopefully, please God, everyone's okay. Um, j- just just on, you know, Tom, everyone's okay. Bills have got a lot of injury issues at the minute. But I guess one of the biggest takeaways for me is, and I think that scoreline is very sort of different to what we expected, especially because it was quite a, a sort of an edgy game. And the biggest takeaway for me was just the inability of the Buffalo Bills to to put points in the board, Connell. You know, we're entering, was it entering the fourth quarter and we had seven points and it, that's not the team that we're used to. Like, this is the team last week that really showed Miami what they could do and I think a lot of us thought and we said it on various videos this morning, we were saying like, look, 
like I look, man, I thought they were going to completely floor them. Like I'm quite shocked at the fact that it, like Jackson were the best team there, like today, and and they deserve the win. But offensively, Buffalo didn't really show up until the fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter, and that's not good enough. Even late fourth quarter, I mean they they were basically had the game lost, and then they come out and in three or well it was three, two plays they got basically into the red zone, one play then they didn't convert and then they they do convert so basically in four plays they went and scored while to start the game they had two three and outs then they had uh then they got the first down and then they in the on the next two plays they got like two four and outs or something like that it was just like they were really they were just poor like and it was it was poor play as well it wasn't you know they they'd make one good play but then the other two downs, they just wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't do anything effective, and that was the real problem. They just didn't find a, a consistency. And you know, all basically all the players talked about that when it came to the offense in the press conferences after the game. So it's 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 it was frustrating, I think, especially because we thought every, well, everyone I think thought they were gonna just absolutely. I, I thought it was maybe gonna be more of an offensive shootout than it was, but like they couldn't get anything done on third down. Um, and it, it was it was disappointing. I think if they will maybe take a lot out of that fourth quarter and be like, look, we get back home next week and we play New York. Like we should be we should be fine. Um, so we'll have to see now next week. Just a big shout out to meeting. Obviously met a lot of people from home, North and South today. It was it was great and great to see a lot of people. You you flew out of Dublin. I flew out of Belfast and it was good to see. Obviously we had great crack last week and Mark and Michaela as well. Um, I feel like the atmosphere was a bit better today. Obviously, look, it was great crack last week, but it took a bit of a level up today. Um, 60, 61,273 people. That's a new record for NFL fans in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And I think we'd be amiss if we didn't say there was maybe, what, 40, 45,000 Bills fans? Is, is that, do you think that's rough? Or do you think it was more 35? It was definitely more than 30,000 Bills fans, 100%. Oh, yeah, I'd say it's probably more about like a 30,000, 35,000. I think that's like... That's probably more definitive, but if you said that there was 40,000 there, I couldn't argue with you. I mean, it looked like it. I mean, the whole, uh, like, east side wall or west side wall, where it just, like, basically go all goes all the way up, like, that was all blue. I didn't see a single other jersey there. And, you know, the, the, the press box in London, or in Tottenham is uh, kind of within the fans as well. 20-yard line? Yeah, and, like, right in front of us was all Bills fans. Right to our left was all Bills fans, everything like that, so... I, I can't say there wasn't, I can't definitively say how much there was, but I'd give an estimate 30 to 40,000. Yeah, it's, it's, it really is something special. And even if you go as a fan, folks, there isn't a bad seat in the place. It's unreal. I think just before we talk about Jacksonville, Connell, like, like we were talking about this in the press conference, even before McDermott walked in. There's no run game there. I mean, like on the day, Josh Allen was the leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills. Four attempts, 14 yards rushing. Harris, 13 yards. Latavius Murray had a grand total of six yards rushing on the day. Like, that's... Like, look, and it, it, I, feel like, I feel like a broken record here. Like, you know, this is a conversation that we seem to have about this team consistently. And, you know, I was on a podcast before the game was on, and one of the questions I was asked was, you know, what do the Bills need to get to the next level, and is this a year? Well, if they're not going to rush the ball, if they're not going to have an effective run game, they're not going to get anywhere near the AFC Championship game, never mind the Super Bowl, man. Uh, it's frustrating as well because the last few weeks they've run the ball 
effectively I guess it's maybe not you know to an elite level but they have been they've been good enough at it and then they come into this game and Jacksonville isn't you know the the most you know or the best at run defense at all but they're not the, the worst definitely and then they just they can't put up anything I mean and it that's that's I think where the offensive problems had to start for them I mean they couldn't get anything going like their third down percentage was what five for 12 and that all comes because you know you can't get four to five yards on a on a first or second down to set yourself up for a good third down like that's where it all comes from I mean all the the Jacksonville third downs there was one point where in four kind of different sets of downs they had two they had either two or three back-to-back third downs but they were like third and one like every single time and it was like it just so they literally just all they had to do was lean forward and they were through and Jackson and and the the Bills just had no nothing similar to that and they didn't throw the ball then effectively until later in the game as well so it just everything kind of cascaded upon itself but it's Matt like and sort of you know you've mentioned a bit about the Jaguars there but to go into the Jaguars fully you know look we were there we could feel it we could see it and we'll talk about Trevor Lawrence in a wee second look I think it was great to have the Jaguars there for two weeks it was fantastic and I think you know look we have nothing like we, we don't know what's going to happen but I think they're going to do that from now on Connell I really really do but we talked about there potentially being like that sort of I guess advantage of being there for two weeks there's two elements first off you could see it on the field I thought they looked a lot more settled they looked a lot more used to the crowd especially when at the very very start of the game it was a complete polar opposite the last week there was fans booing like mad it was going it was going bananas it was going crazy but that being said it was a situation where like they seemed to handle it a lot better because Buffalo had everybody behind them but I thought Connell like you know, if you're in a situation now with the Jaguars, is that an unfair advantage, having two two games? Or the NFL in London could argue, well, the Jaguars put, have put themselves forward to have a home game and to have an away game. And they've you know not been rewarded with such advantage, but they've made that advantage because they've been settled themselves. And they have got on a plane, not in a negative position, but not, not the best start to the season for them. They've got on a plane, they've came here, they've won two games... Do you, do you believe in this whole advantage thing or do you think it's not really a subject in it? Because eventually it's going to become a situation where you're going to have a lot more international games and it's going to become more and more sort of pressing, you know? I think it comes down to... I think it's more the NFL's trying to figure out... Or it, not even the NFL. It's actually more teams are trying to figure out when do we need to travel in? Like, what's the absolute ideal time? Because in the past, it would be basically both teams got in on the same day and they'd have the same amount of time. So they're they're basically level. And, you know, they would talk to other teams and be like, what did you do last year? What did you do last year? Everything like that. But then now we have, you know, a team staying over for the week. And then I don't see that as... I see that as a good thing because it's like, if they want to do that, like, that all power to them, you know? Like, they have... An owner who owns a soccer team here they have everything basically to their advantage and they're using it that way i think like and j- just to go back on that the very very first year that they had the games here they were you know both teams were over for a week and then as teams got more comfortable they, they, they come over on the friday and took a wee bit longer bills came in on the friday and like, we've seen stefan diggs he didn't say it but you could sense he was a wee bit tired and they weren't used to the time difference but look 
no harm to the crack. I mean, I've done the the flight from LA to home. If you get a good night's sleep, you're grand. Like, so I, I, I don't know. Maybe if it's your first time doing it, I can't speak for everyone. Um, I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence. You know, it's one thing looking at, we said this earlier on, it's one thing looking at his box score, 25 to 37, 315 yards, one touchdown on the day. Connell, there was, there was multiple situations in that game where he just looked superhuman. Like, we'll talk about Ridley in a minute, right? But Lawrence was getting himself out of situations that looked impossible to get out of. There's quarterbacks in the league that only dream to have the feet, the movement. I was so impressed, man, honestly. So, so impressed. Yeah, and that's always one of the things when... I don't mean to get into a whole thing, but it's like you're looking at a quarterback who's white and then they, they always say sneaky athleticism, which is basically the way of saying, oh, he's, he's white and he's fast, basically, is the best way to say it. But it's like, you know, he's... he's reminds me of Andrew Luck I think is the best way to put it and I don't think that's like a, a mad thing to say considering you know everyone was like oh he's the best quarterback prospect to come out since Andrew Luck of the draft but he like he's so good like he, they, he was sacked five times today if he wasn't moving around and he shook off a couple of ones like he they could have been 10 like honestly it could have been 10 sacks today but he, the amount of times there was one where it was third down I think and he's like moved to his left got shot out had to bootleg basically to the right and then found Travis Etienne like six yards down the field for a first down and me and you were like how like how has he done that and you looked over to me and you I have no clue how he did that and it was it's one of those things where you're like you're like this guy is gonna be a really good player for a long time and he did have two fumbles today now one of them uh, like one of them he was just absolutely like walloped one of them maybe he could have kept a hold of but I think if he can get that under control I think he had eight last year I think now four of them came in one game against the Eagles as well um, but he's 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 very good we saw him two weeks in a row and there were some throws he was doing where you're looking at it and the minute he throws it you're like that's a completion and you can't say that a whole lot there was even some throws Josh Allen made today and you're like oh oh and then he it would be complete and you're like okay but Trevor Lawrence was perfect like every time so fun to watch I agree with you with the Andrew Luck thing I think he's more athletic in the sense of he can move a bit more but I look I think you're I think you're bang on with that there um, I think you have to give a shout out to the defence Darius Williams had a second pick in London this year uh, I guess just to wrap up this podcast before we both fall asleep uh, Jaguars offence when you've got Travis Etienne who just runs the whole day 136 yards Two touchdowns, 5.2 average yards per run. Calvin Ridley, seven attempts, 122 yards. Never mind the Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne again had a combined 130 yards receiving. They are a cheat code. And if they can continue to keep that momentum up, they're going to be a force in this AFC. They're so good to them. And I was, I was a little bit worried about them coming into last week's game because I thought they might have lost last week's game. I think I did have them losing, but they were, they were so impressive last week. And then this week, they, it was a stop-start game, but their defense was 10 times better than what I expected it to be. Now, whether that's part of the Bills being really tired, we don't really know. But like Travis Etienne, who didn't get to play his entire first year because of a uh, broken foot, wasn't a massive factor last year but still had some really good games and then comes in today like they have Tank Bigsby who's you know the short distance back they didn't use him they I think he had three carry he had three carries for eight yards and then they just throw Travis Etienne 26 carries 136 yards 
there was one point in the game where in the first half he was absolutely dominant, really quiet in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter just turned it back on again. He had, like the his first touchdown, he had a carry for a first down, a carry for a first down, and then a carry for the touchdown. Three carries in a row, all efficient and good carries, and then he had the carry that basically ended the game. And then the Calvin Ridley as well, that was just that's what you we've been missing the last year and a bit or years yeah year and a half I think he's been gone from the league but, but Connell there's so many players like that with such talent that go out and never come back like that the way he's come back is unbelievable he's class and I talked earlier as well about the third downs he had seven catches I'm fairly certain I don't have the exact stat I think five of them came on third downs and one of them came right at the end of the game which basically you know made it impossible for the Bills to to do anything it made them waste their timeouts and everything so like if if it wasn't for him like Trevor Lawrence is looking around and he's like Christian Kirk very good Zay Jones good but there's a chance Calvin Ridley is still underrated in this league I think and when, once they start making the playoffs every single year and we start seeing him show up in the playoffs that's when I think we look at Calvin Ridley as he might be like a top 10 receiver in the in the league we're so, we're so lucky we're so fortunate to be able to be in a situation I think 45 minutes to an hour over the water a couple of times a year now we can see the Jaguars I think that's really cool um, and as you said making the playoffs that's the team going places and look congrats to them commiserations to the Bills fans because I know there's a lot of them flew over today from Ireland you've seen a heap in Dublin I've seen a heap in Belfast actually didn't see a Jags fan I've seen loads of Bills fans and um, look just for everyone for everyone listening, like we 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 met a good few lads today, like uh, and ladies. So look, great, great meeting you. Believe us, um, it means the world to support and just people listening to this on the Monday morning for now. Sorry about the wind. We're in a taxi and we're having the crack here. But Connell, uh, you've had a busy couple of weeks. Have you enjoyed it? It's been crack, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and then next week is still busy for me, just with school and stuff. So hopefully I can get a bit of a rest next weekend. No NFL games for me to be going. Well, there is an NFL game I could go to, but I will not be going to. Now, hold on, hold on. Now, as Justin Bieber says, never say never. Would you Like here, Lamar Jackson. Oh, I, Lamar. I've already seen Von Miller. I don't need to see any more NFL players, unless like Peyton Manning wants to come and do a podcast with us. That would be maybe the only way you could get if you were like hey Peyton Manning's going to talk to you if you go on Saturday next week or Sunday next week that's the only way you can get me over I think well we continue on I'll, I'll be there next week looking forward to it um, and then we've got a two week break between the Germany games Tua against Mahomes in Frankfurt uh, something tells me if you get the chance to go into that you'll definitely be at that something tells me Colin here thanks very much for you coming this, the last few weeks hope you've enjoyed it for people listening to the podcast uh, presented by 888 Sport the official betting partner of the NFL and before it gets any windier we're just going to wrap up here and there's loads of different podcasts there's podcasts with me and Michaela going over some of the early games and there's also a podcast with Connor Mangan in Pittsburgh on the Pro Football Ireland Podcast Network presented by 888 Sport we'll be back Monday night Jeff, me, 9 o'clock Jeff just announced the show in Dundalk now you're Dundalking come on the town we'll see you soon folks thank you so much Connell Grimmie Wagaman listen to the uh, college football show as well best show I think that we have <laughs> and here thank you boys for that it's, I'm really enjoying that it's good crack at the minute and thankfully we don't have to talk about Colorado anymore I think so we'll see but I appreciate what you're doing appreciate what Dar's doing it's not easy coming over here especially when it's your first time doing it as well so thanks very much folks we'll chat to you soon have a good one